0: We were somewhere around Leipzig, on the edge of Bombay Hook, when the riffs, bits, spoofs, and goose began to take hold.
1: I remember my attorney saying something like, GM Robert, I'll characteristically be running ten minutes late. Maybe you should drive? And suddenly there was a terrible roar all around us.
0: And the sky was full of what looked like winged former deputy auditors all swooping and screeching and diving around our Swedish suburban utility vehicle. Which earlier was going exactly 45 miles per hour in that Wilmington I-95 construction zone where I'm sure I'm about to sideswipe a concrete lane divider. To Dover. And a voice was screaming. Holy Jesus! Confidentiality! Then it was quiet again. My attorney had taken off both shoes and one sock and was pouring Mio water enhancer on his chest to facilitate the tanning process. What the hell are you yelling about? He muttered, staring over towards the motor speedway with his eyes closed and covered with wraparound Greek sunglasses. Never mind, I said. It's your turn to drive. I hit the brakes and I aimed the valve towards the shoulder of Route 1. No point in mentioning those flying whistleblowers, I thought. Those... this poor bastard will see them soon enough.
2: Is there anything you would have done differently looking back
1: at it now? I would have ensured some people kept better paperwork. The folks that were in charge of certain things. But again, uh, we have different people who have different skill sets and uh, I think we're on a really great path
0: right now with the team we have. We were half an hour late and the Delta 9 purchase with promo code COMETOWN20 was just sneaking up. We knew Sean O'Sullivan couldn't continue to hold our seats forever.
2: But She's all you'd ever want. She's the kind I'd like to flaunt and take to dinner.
0: But she always knows her place. She's got style. She's got grace. She's a winner. She's a lady. Oh, oh, oh. She's a lady. Talking Comrades and friends, hello. This is your Highlands Bunker podcast. We are all in the shadow of Rockford Tower, behind enemy lines. We're in the belly of a Delaware Way Beast. This is Rob, and this is your post-verdict Kathy v. Kathy trial wrap-up.
1: Bill, how are you? Hey, Rob. Good evening. Long time no see. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's great to be here in person and and wrap up this saga. Uh, I'm saying I'm going on day five now of not being within the Dover City limits. I haven't been uh, doing laps around the green as usual. Uh, but, I, you know, that's not to say I was just uh, lollygagging over the July 4th holiday. I was also making it my life's work to protest this new plastic bag ban. Have you heard about this, Rob? I have heard about it. It was a classic
0: classic General Assembly move where they passed something that actually um, requires them to make plastic bags with more plastic. And then they had to go back and change it from that. This is classic, classic G.A. Incredible. Classic G.A.
1: Yeah, you know, I am old enough to remember when we stopped using paper bags because plastic bags were better. They didn't hurt the trees, so um, you know, so this is my new pet project. Um, I don't know if we'll be podcasting about it, but we've had a rather successful podcast uh, here, a, a sub podcast where we a, have a junior podcast called Kathy v Kathy. So, uh, before we get into it, I want to uh, give a special thanks
0: to our sponsors tonight, not official sponsors, but sponsors in our heart. Uh, Two Stones Brewery, uh, they've provided through our friend Greg, our great patron. And Greg was one of our patrons who won the Hal Weitzman uh, autographed book, uh, a copy of What's the Matter with Delaware. Uh, He won one. He also provides this beautiful Delco lager for the Bunker Studio. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Two Stones. So, do we want to talk about our reaction to the verdict or do we want to talk about our day?
1: First, what what do we want to do? Well, let's cut to the chase really quick. Why okay. don't Why don't you run down uh, Friday, July first, the jury rests. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, so we get down to Dover and we'll talk about our day. But uh, we find out pretty early, uh, right around lunchtime, that the the jury has has come back with the verdict. And the message we get is that uh, the ju- the the verdict will be read as soon as all parties are assembled. So we knew we had to look like in step two. Um, uh, so we, we get over to
1: the courthouse Oh, fun detail You know, we, we all hustled over there But upon notification that verdict was about to drop uh, Delaware Online reporter, News Journal reporter, Lex Wilson As you'll recall, I believe did a uh, somersault flip over a park bench Basically to run to the courthouse so he wouldn't miss anything
0: Yes, I, uh, so we were, we were having a conversation with some other folks on the green And, and uh, Lex Wilson was, was sitting on a park bench and I saw he did like a parkour, like a, he, he went up the thing and then flipped over it while he was actually yelling, there's a verdict, there's a verdict, which was pretty incredible. Incredible. So thank you, Lex, for informing us. Uh, and then we packed up and uh, we got over there. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty no nonsense. I mean, we got into the courtroom. It was jam-packed. Um, unfortunately, uh, Mr. Elwell... Uh, and Miss Bosch uh, were were detained. Quick, uh, you know they weren't there right away. So Carpenter came in. They weren't there. Um, Carpenter went out and waited about five minutes. They turned up pretty quickly. Carpenter comes back in. Before he comes back in, uh, but after he comes back in, but before the jury comes back in, he gives you know an admonishment, and he basically says. Uh, to, this is packed. I understand. You know, this is a kind of a major thing. You know, no, no fucking around. We're not going to have any shenanigans. And I and he did mention that there were Capitol Police at the door. And I turned around. And there was like four Capitol Police at the door. So they were, they were ready to uh, to enforce uh, the rules. Uh, and then they brought the jury in, and um, it was pretty quick. Uh, they they basically just read the charges and the verdict. Uh, so we had. Conflict of interest, guilty. We had theft, not guilty. A felony. A felony, which also, I think, uh, before the verdict, we were kind of questioning because it sort of hinged upon this idea that Kathy had control over this joint student checking account. So, again, are you going to convict somebody of a felony over that? I I didn't like it.
1: Yeah, I foolishly predicted that if... Count one was guilty. Uh, count two would have to follow, but apparently not. Yeah, it's it was um, theft of more than fifteen hundred dollars. Maybe the jury, you know, hears the instructions for that and is like, "That's such a small amount of money." Even though it was, I don't know what was it nineteen thousand, I think total uh, alleged in the indictment. But uh, yeah, I thought that was odd. I thought, I thought that would kind of that would be roped in with uh, conflict of interest, but not so much. Yeah, I mean, I guess
0: you could you could say conflict of interest is, uh, you know. Sailor and her friends are getting a better deal uh, in, in multiple ways uh, without thinking that they met the burden of proof for the theft charge, which, again, I, I, I'm kind of into what the jury did there, so I'm fine with that. They went guilty on structuring, which, again, seemed like a confusing thing, uh, but there was some evidence that looked like you know she sort of knew what she was doing um, to sort of fudge it. And they went with that. So because they, and I think this makes sense, because they did conflict of interest and structuring uh, official misconduct, you know, if you did those two things, you you did official misconduct. Yeah. Uh, and then we get down to the fifth one, which, again, this is the point of contention. So witness intimidation, not guilty. And again, I thought that there was a lot of evidence about the way she behaved and when she was in the and the reason she was behaving that way, called it Nixonian. And I still believe that. And I'm really disgusted with how a boss would behave with state employees. On the other hand, I know that the legal question was very technical. And so, you know, being an asshole is not against the law. Thank goodness. Um, And it was the most serious charge, so it, it sort of... By nature, had the, the the highest standard, you know. If you're going to convict somebody of a felony, you better know that they fucking did it, which I think is fine. And so they didn't. Um. So that was the that was it. There was uh, three guilties, uh, two not guilties on the, the most serious charges, uh, and that was the that was the result. Um. There wasn't a lot of um. You know, there was really no reaction. Um. Everybody was pretty cool with it. Um. There was a little bit of talking outside of the courtroom. Uh, Once Steve Wood sort of, you know, mentioned he was going to have motions and what he was going to do. And that was that. That that, that was the that was the conclusion of Kathy V. Kathy. So what were your initial reaction when we heard the verdict?
1: Yeah. So I'll I'll be honest. Uh, Once I I, I forget, I forget if I was typing in my phone or writing it down on a pad. But, um, you know, making note of the verdicts as they come in count by count. And when you got the back to back ones on three and four, uh, the structuring and violation of procurement law, and the official misconduct, I just started writing down, I don't have wishful thinking, guilty for five, witness intimidation. It just felt like it was going to follow. And it didn't, uh, because it is a significant uh, crime. It is a felony. And, um, you know, I think it was the bulk of the witness testimony that we kind of experienced during the length of the trial, uh, some of which was sort of, you know, salacious or... uh, you know, gossipy, you know, sort of poor character evidence of, um, the auditor and in sort of her superior staff. So I don't know that that's one that I, I'm not surprised to see it go, uh, uh, Kathy's way, but, but, um, yeah, like I said, I was, I sort of was, was a little hopeful there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I, maybe I won't use the word hopeful, yeah, that sounds weird. I take that, back. but no, I mean I know, curious. but I I, I I understand the sentiment. <laughs> yeah. because the biggest problem I had with the whole sort of uh, with the whole saga uh, and all the behavior and all sort of like the nakedly political sort of um, sort of moves and advancement, you know, egomaniacal sort of, I had a reaction toward how people who worked there were treated. Um, you know, and some of them were, you know, some of them were gossipy, some of them were type A personalities, some of them were, you know, uh, younger, so they were, you know, they they behaved in a certain way, but some of them were, like, mild-mannered, don't seem to, like, interject themselves into anything, um, really just want to keep their head down and do whatever they're supposed to do, and even they were treated in such a terrible way, and so... Like, I don't want to say I was hopeful, but I thought, like, I there really should be consequences for treating people that way. Um, but again, on the other hand, do I want people to be found guilty of a, fe- a criminal felony for that? I, I guess I don't. But so it was a weird, sort of a weird situation I found myself in. And when you said, like, hopeful, it it, re- it reminded me of this weird, sort of the, the weird way I felt about it.
1: Yeah. And we've said this before in earlier episodes, but, you know, we don't want to see any nonviolent criminals going to jail. Um, right. I mean, that is not our goal. No, we talked about this. Uh,
0: I, don't, I don't remember if it was on the 30th, the day that we went to the jury or the or Friday. But, you know, my thing is and people should look this up. Um, there's a concept called jury nullification. And, you know, if, if you really feel that there's a systemic systemic problem with our justice system, there's a systemic problem with our courts and with law enforcement, um, then you actually have an obligation to nullify some charges and, and you have every right to do that. Look it up. Uh, and so I always thought that if I was on a jury and there were nonviolent charges that really didn't hurt anyone, um, you know, whether they're drug charges or other things that I would nullify. And I kind of thought about that going into this because Kathy did a lot of behavior that I, did, you know, did really, really rub me the wrong way. But, you know, I mean, she's doing it to other professional people. She's doing it to, like, the people, like, everybody's had, like, a tyrannical boss. Um, the, the 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 money that she wasted or stole or, or, or misappropriated, um, you know, is a drop in the bucket considering where we're at. So it was a weird situation. Like, I don't want anybody to go—like, I've always said, I don't want anybody to go to prison. It seems terrible. And so, yeah, I wasn't—it wasn't a—I wasn't
1: wasn't—I sure wasn't happy about it. And just one more note from me on count five, this witness intimidation, from sort of like a wonky procedural perspective. This was the one that Judge Carpenter had expressed some doubt on. So— I think, as you were just mentioning about uh, reversal of a jury verdict, I forget the exact name of it, uh, but uh, nullify. Nullify. N- n- nullify, something like well, that.
0: Well, yeah, well, the jury can nullify, but they can also uh, throw out the the uh, uh, throw out the verdict, right? You know,
1: set aside the verdict. Yeah. I think
0: that's what they call it.
1: So that was the one that Carpenter may have may have done that on, if if the jury had returned a guilty verdict. Um, so yeah, so my my impression after it was over, you know, it was. Calm, quiet—you know, obviously pretty somber—from Kathy's family, and you know, I was thinking about this over the weekend. I don't believe that Kathy's mom and sister were in the courtroom for the jury reading the verdict. They weren't, um, which was which was which was is the... weird because they were there, you know, the rest of the week. But I imagine super emotionally charged time. And...
0: Yeah, they missed. I think they missed a half day, or not even a half day, like maybe a session, um, and on the first or second day, and it was like travel or something. I like heard heard them speaking. And so, other than that, they were there, and they did not come for the verdict, which was, I mean, just an interesting detail.
1: Yeah. Uh, But it was, you know, it was exciting. It was the end of three and a half long weeks, or two and a half, I forget. Three Uh, weeks. Three weeks, yeah, right. Yeah, well, we did the three, because we did (laughs) three days, then four days, then five days. Yeah, yeah. So, it was like we had to go up to it. Uh, And plus, don't forget that first day in Wilmington. I don't know if this is something we ever mentioned on the podcast, so forgive me if we did. There was a funny detail in a story about during the course of the trial where Steve Wood had petitioned the court to move the case back to Newcastle County out of convenience for the defendant, which I just thought was, was so rich. Classic. um, Classic. But yeah, it was really classic. Yeah. Um, So now, so following the verdict, um, there was a press conference about 10 minutes long outside um, the Kent County courthouse. And, uh, Rob, I'll I'll let you sort of uh, talk about that, but Steve Wood did mention right away that he's going to file with the court motions for judgment of acquittal on all five counts. Uh, he's going to make a motion for a new trial, and if those fail, he will appeal to the Delaware Supreme Court. So, that's what's next for uh, Team Defendant here. Yeah. So let's let's do this. Let let's let's figure out really.
0: What we think the next steps will be, and then we'll kind of talk about our day and our experience in general. Um, you know, obviously, right away, everyone wanted to get, you know, legislative reactions, uh, governor reactions. Uh, after we had our, our luncheon uh, with our sources, with our friends, uh, I went over and you went over to the press room in Leg Hall. And now this is the first of July, so there's it's, it's empty. And so we went over into the press room. We're hanging out with Randall Chase and Lex. And all they wanted to know was like, who's calling for her resignation? What can we do? How can we, you know, what's the move here? So right now, you know, people, you know, most elected officials, ranking elected officials in the state uh, are are calling for her to one resign. Or they're calling for their legislative bodies to make moves based on the Constitution to remove her from office. Interestingly, the two people we haven't really heard from are two actually pretty important people in this process. Uh, The governor and
1: the Speaker of the House, Pistol Pete. Well, I may have to correct you. We have heard from the governor in about a two-paragraph okay. response, may have dropped yesterday evening. Okay, and funny note is that the Senate leadership, Democratic leadership, released their statement exactly 10 minutes later after JFC. I'm okay. not talking Joint Finance Committee. We're talking about, you know, all <laughs> the old blockhead. Yeah, so there is technically a, a Carney statement. So, but but what does it say? I mean, what, what, what is it? Well, I can get into that, but do you want to talk about? Yeah, well, let's talk to, about what's be what,
0: what, 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 can be, what can be done. I mean, we can talk about the speaker in context of, like, what steps can be done. Actually, let's answer this question first, because I think we're, we both agree about this, so we can get this out of the way. There's this idea that she's going to resign, that Kathy um, Guinness will resign from office. I don't think that's happening. Uh, you don't drop, you know, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars on a defense and go to a fucking jury trial in Dover for three weeks to then like resign when you wanna when you when she made it very clear at the press conference she wanted she was still gonna run again. And so I just don't see her resigning. So she's gonna run for reelection, she's not going to resign. Where what does that leave where does that leave us with options? for her staying or going.
1: Sure. Um, So yeah, they're including Kathy resigning tomorrow, which we both agree. Rob is extremely unlikely. I mean, I'm, I think she will appeal this to the Supreme court, uh, which, you know, who knows? There were some um, potentially contentious decisions made uh, at trial that, that Steve would maybe, maybe able to argue successfully on appeal, but put that aside, that's not going to happen for months. So, in, in addition to Kathy resigning, so what the governor referenced in his sort of terse uh, press release, the governor can unilaterally, pursuant to Article 15, Section 6 of the Delaware Constitution, the governor shall remove any public officer convicted of misbehavior in office or of any infamous crime. So, this so this turns on whether Kathy is convicted. Of an infamous crime.
0: Well, does it turn on... And I and I hadn't seen... I hadn't heard that language of... Uh, what was the behavior? What was the adjective of the behavior?
1: Uh, Misbehavior in office?
0: Misbehavior in office. Or. So that's one thing. Yeah. So, I mean, misbehavior... Everybody's, like, hanging on this... Um, what's an infamous crime. Right. But it says or. Misbehavior in office or an infamous crime. Yeah. So, I mean, she was literally convicted of... Of of uh, official misconduct Right Like I don't
1: You know For the record Right, right <laughs> Anyway, go ahead Well, so this This part of the Constitution Is uh, compulsory on the governor You know I, f- I found it interesting He omitted the word shall From his statement yesterday Sort of to obscure that a little bit That I he think. shall do it? Yeah He well, said the. Yeah, I forget how they worded it But it did not sound uh, You know, like he was mandated To do that constitutionally Um Let's see. So basically the governor's office, based on the Slawick v. Folsom 1979 opinion, uh, the governor's office is saying that Judge Carpenter needs to basically finalize what's called a judgment of conviction first. And that's apparently going to happen when the sentencing occurs. Right, because we, we still have to go through the, mo- the Steve Wood razzle-dazzle motions. Absolutely. Got to. Um, Yes. <laughs> Uh and this Slowick v. Folsom case was kind of interesting. Uh, I believe it was Slowick, who was uh Newcastle County council president, lied uh to a federal grand jury and then maybe did it again ten years later. Uh so that that case basically is this issue. It's like when is an elected official in this case it was when did this elected official when was he when was when did his paycheck and state benefits stop? So um So it was kind of interesting, but at the same time in, in what's called dicta in the the opinion, sort of as an aside, so maybe not necessarily a rule under Delaware law, uh, the Supreme court in this case, uh, said that, you know, well, we want to give, uh, defendants a speedy trial in this case, we're, we're focusing on judgment, convict judgment of conviction as the point where, uh, you know, the verdict is finalized. Uh, rather than, you know, we're not going to just let the defendant spin their wheels on appeals, because that could take months or years. So, in other words, I think what I'm saying is, even if Kathy were to appeal this up, Governor Carney should not be forbidden from, uh, from basically removing her from office. Yeah,
0: and not only shall he not, he shall. He shall, that's right. C- apparently, constitutionally, he
1: shall. That's right. So that's the governor. I believe the governor has another... Uh, oh, I guess I should also say I'm like 95 percent sure that in the event there's a vacancy in the office of the auditor, JFC would be the one appointing a person until basically, you know, twenty twenty three. Well, you know
0: what that would you know how that would work. I would
1: love it. I mean, we could well, bring back. I mean, back...
0: She, she. I mean, he would. He would just uh, because I mean they they have another Democratic establishment figure, Lydia York. Right, and so, you know, she appeared in a in, in, at an event. Uh, I guess virtually with, uh, you know, many, many establishment figures, we'll mm-hmm. just say, uh, recently. And so, yeah, you would think that would be the move, you know, just to appoint her and then she's going into the election. This is what we're trying to do. It's a Delaware Way move, it seems to me.
1: Yeah, that was like my fifth place, uh, you know, prediction. First, I've got Tom Wagner. They bring him out of retirement. Number two. Is he alive? I don't know. Did not look that up. Uh, we get Kathy Davies back in because she could basically, she can run the office with her eyes closed. Uh, this one's a bit, this is a, a bit out on a ledge, but, um, Tom Van Horn, I like the cut of his jib. He knows how the office works and he can learn to audit. So I like this idea. Yeah. I think those, you know, and we Lydia, have to dra- a draft Van Horn, <laughs> draft Van Horn. <laughs> uh, all right. So then we can get on. There's a couple other ways that, uh, an official such as Kathy, can be removed. Uh, This will be, Carney may remove an officer upon a two-thirds vote of uh, uh, members elected in each House, both the House and the Senate. Um, The cause of the removal must be documented, but there's no other qualification there. It must satisfy some sort of definition like infamous crime or whatever. Uh, And there would be a 10-day notice period to Kathy before uh, she could be formally removed. So... This sort of leads me... So let's talk about these together. That's removal, that's removal by the governor if the, if the legislature has affirmatively voted two-thirds. Formal impeachment procedure is Article 6 of the Constitution, uh, and it is also the House initially impeaching uh, someone, like, someone like Kathy with a two-thirds or more vote. Uh, trial would be held in the Senate, and conviction would be by two-thirds vote of the senators. Funny detail... Bethany Hall Long would preside, which I would love to hear because she is always uh, so cheery and chipper when uh, you know when I when I lend an ear to those uh, Senate sessions. Uh, so you know, I want me, what she's having. <laughs>
0: so ha, ha, ha. So listen, listen, folks. Here's a little aside uh, from your pal Rev. On uh, the 30th of June, it's famously the last day of the legislative session. So every every weirdo and goon is down there. And um, look, I'm not going to speak for Bill, but I myself, uh, I ate psilocybin mushrooms. We did some stuff uh, in Leg Hall. We saw the governor taking pictures. Very funny to me. We went into the press room. We made fun of
1: many reporters. Also funny to me. We saw that like nineteen thirties era police union, or yeah, I guess they were lobbyists for the police union. That makes more sense. I mean,
0: same thing. Same thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then we went into the gallery uh, of the
0: Senate to see our lieutenant governor preside over the Senate with her sing songy, sort of like whip it over here, you know. Sergeant of Honor, hey, read the bill. She has a whole. She has a whole fucking bit. And since we were doing a bit, I feel like we appreciated the bit. So yeah, Bethany Hall, the Lieutenant Governor, when she, uh, when she presides over the Senate, uh, in those situations, apparently, I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know, but uh, yeah, she's she's sing songy. She has a cadence. She has a, uh, you know, she has she's doing a bit.
2: Mister Reading Clerk, kindly read in. House bill number, which one did you just give me? HCR. We're on the HCR. That's what I get for watching the people run around the chamber. Okay, HCR one zero nine.
0: She's got that's her razzle dazzle. We can cut a little bit of that in. Read the bill, blah. So, what else do we have? Uh, an impeach? Have we finished that impeachment? And that's that's the process. And, yeah. And, and, I mean,
1: let's. Yeah, let's. Let's run down, I guess, maybe the three most likely scenarios and we could just sort of talk about how likely they are. Because I think all three are unlikely. Um, So, like I said before, unilaterally by Governor Carney. And this is basically a waited out. He's going to wait for the Superior Court to enter a judgment of conviction formally.
0: So she's basically going to have
1: to be sentenced.
0: Yeah. Now,
1: let me ask you this. But will he do it the next day? I mean...
0: Right. Well, and this is the other thing. Once she's sentenced... When, does the, when will the—if if, if there's going to be an appeal to the Supreme Court. So if Carpenter mm-hmm. turns down the motions, it's the motion for mistrial and the motion for this and that, and set aside a verdict and all that bullshit. Say Carpenter uh, turns all that down. There's a sentencing before the Supreme Court will hear uh, appeals, correct? Yeah, and that could take months and months. Right. Yeah, But there will be a sentence—the the key is that the— the first phase, the trial phase, once there's sentencing will be done, the trial judge in superior court will have ruled on the post-verdict motions. Right, sentencing will have happened. Now, again, this will be yeah. I guess she'll, the election will have happened by then.
1: Mm, we'll see. I know. It, I see. I don't recall what what Judge Carpenter said about sentencing. He was kind of like guys it's friday let's let's let we'll, 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 yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but i give him credit judge carpenter also on july 1st dropped like a 43 page opinion on another matter so he and his clerk had been been um you know i'll
0: tell you what judge carpenter in, it wasn't it wasn't for it wasn't most of the problems they weren't marty oh, they weren't on, the no. clerks it was just sort of just regular ineptitude you know, you are just like, you were flying by the seat of your pants. Uh, I thought Carpenter was pretty good. <laughs> he was I, good. I mean, as far as an administrator, like, I don't yeah. know, I don't know how he is normally. Like, I have no idea. But as far as, like, the thing running correctly, and especially because he had to go to fucking Kent County, and, yeah. and he doesn't even have regular chambers there, <laughs> and he had to fucking work with that shit. He was calling in, like, and calling into IT. The guy from DTI is like, I'm sorry, Judge. I'm <laughs> sorry, I sorry. remember it's like the first or second day I yes. was getting interrogated, <laughs> so yeah, I give him I, I i will give him a lot of credit, so yeah, I guess none of this stuff is really gonna play itself out yeah real 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 quickly so yeah we're we're not gonna see any action from the governor
1: I don't think so, I mean even if he were to abide by what his uh statement was either yesterday afternoon or or this morning um I could see him kind of kicking the can down the road, Rob. Like, even though this opinion that they cite um, in in this in the press release indicates that the governor then shall remove Kathy in that event that this, the the sentencing uh, is finalized, I just don't know if he's going to do it. You know, uh, there's you know feckless uh, feck- fecklessness reigns kind of out of that office right now, and uh, you know you can't just pick up litter all day, I guess. <laughs> yeah I mean no one wants to make a move, so i I just want i wanna
0: give my my sort of like one week after take and see what you think about it, and then we can take it anywhere we can talk about our day we can do whatever the big pushback from whatever you wanna call team kathy, you know her her staff that's still loyal her defense team, and her family, basically, is that somehow this was a political hit job. I'm I'm not sure why, you know, some establishment Democrats would have a vendetta against another establishment, like, corporate Democrat. I mean, yeah, I mean, Kathy was, uh, maybe she was a Republican, she lived in Park City, whatever, but, like, corporate Dems, they don't give a shit about that.
2: Well, it's the theory would be that they were both planning to run for governor or something in twenty twenty four, and as a way to take out your opponent. That's nonsense. Because if people see two Cathys on the same ballot, they get confused.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is de- this this seems to me to be on the on the in the for the team Kathy camp. This seems to be delusions of grandeur. The real thing to me, after sitting in the trial and and again we met. <laughs> We met some folks uh, after the tr- after the verdict and got, you know, more of the story or their side of the story or whatever you want to say. What people forget, well, actually they don't forget it, they just don't put it in these terms. The Department of Justice actually could, they couldn't ignore this. Because literally state employee after state employee was like, shit's, shit's fucked up. Like, there's weird stuff going on. Um, we have, like, a, a Trumpian figure who's more uh, sort of interested in making sure people know there's an auditor in Delaware rather than, like, you know, we were
1: talking about before. And so... And and not only that, Rob, like, the the whistleblowers from inside, but, like, any reasonable person sort of seeing the, the outside presence of the auditor's office as it presents it to the world would also, I think, want to make... Uh, you know, what's what? What's it called when you you uh, like a comfort call? What what the fuck's that called? Oh uh, oh, uh, like a... uh, you got to make sure everybody's safe. Yeah, like a yeah you know, yeah yeah. Just, yeah, just,
0: yeah, just yeah. Of... you <laughs> know, I haven't I haven't heard from uh, from my old neighbor in a couple days. Yeah, I think is. someone yeah, would
1: yeah. would think you know about sending someone over to the auditor's office to be like, is Safety everything check. okay in here? You, you guys are posting a lot, but it's it's not making any sense. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. just like. Uh, uh, so I mean I would just think that would play some role too. It's and like,
0: again, I I I understand why, from a political standpoint, you're like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Alexander Mackler wrote the wrote the thing because he has the ax to grind. Twelve, thirteen people called from this office. A lot of them were didn't even know each other that much. Are like, and they're from the audit side. They're from the admin side. And they're like, this is out of control. And so. You know, I'm not saying that decisions that the DOJ and the AG make aren't political. They're all political. Everything's political. I get that. I'm not an idiot. But I do also understand that, like, they'll ignore as much as they possibly can until you make a big deal of it in some fashion. It's like the housing thing. Like, they were going to try to jam that through until we... Until we as a community had a coalition of people who can make a fucking stink about it. And like, it's one thing to, for the DOJ to like hear it or know it or whatever, but like when state employee after state employee are calling up a man, I mean, like, I think we're, I think we could be doing crimes. They don't really have a choice.
1: Yeah, you I would hope so. Like,
0: right. the, 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 like it's, it's, it, the, 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 the equation the political equation becomes very very different when regular workers are calling or like reaching out and being like and not even like just regular bureaucrats some of them maybe had an axe to grind some of them were a little bit you know this or that but it was it was a very diverse group of people who were like something's up and so i i i really think that People that we're talking about who are, like, sitting on the fence should be called out, not just for sitting on the fence, but because it's extremely craven. Like, it's it's cowardice to just pretend that this isn't what it is. Like, I, I'm, I'm glad she wasn't convicted on felonies. Right? I'm glad it's, it seems fairly minor. I'm glad that the stuff that she sort of misappropriated or stole is sort of peanuts. Like I'm glad about all that, but she's not good. Like if she wants to go back to Rehoboth and be like a realtor or be a pharmacist or be a socialite or whatever, that's f- cool. Like I have no. Again, we talked about her family and just I have no problem with that. But you can't be. A, you can't run a state agency. Like that, that's not acceptable, and first, and somebody has to stand up and just be like, it's not acceptable, and and I know like the context wasn't great, but it's sort of like a shout out to the whistleblowers, I guess a little bit. Um, I I do have a lot of respect for them. Um, some people would say we're in the tank for them. We're not. <laughs> uh, we can talk about that maybe on the fun half, just right. for patrons only. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that's sort of like my like just general take of it um i mean i have a lot more to say maybe we can talk about our day but i mean wh- what did you take from it i mean what's your what, what do you think
1: yeah I'll, I'll piggyback off what you were talking about but just in maybe a different way because you know something you said just made me think that you know, kathy is a rather a political figure here she almost like transcends political party or ideology it's kind of just uh I, And you could say that she switched parties back and forth, you know, depending on how the wind blows over the years. But I just don't really know what and as an auditor, I guess I'm not even supposed to know where she is on on a variety of, you know, social, economic uh, health issues or whatever. Um, So I think that that is also playing a role sort of her what to what party. (laughs) So you've got leadership in the the Democratic Party here uh, calling for her immediate resignation, I haven't really heard much from Republicans. So this kind of gets back to something I wanted to talk about briefly to tying in impeachment. And I said I was skeptical that I think the Senate could get a two-thirds-plus vote uh, to convict. But I don't know about the House. Because in the House, you need you've got 26 Dems. You would need at least two Republicans to flip. You know Pete's flipping in the other direction. So I don't know. I mean, this just is one of those numbers games where... You know how many Republicans would vote, sort of in Kathy's favor right now? I don't know. You know if if she gets if she gets ticked off enough at the Dem Party, does she run in the general as something else? I
0: don't my, know. My 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 first reaction to that is I think that you're right. I uh, I don't. I mean Carl probably maybe has he's he's more of like a whip count guy. Um, but my my feeling is that all the all the Republicans in the General Assembly are just happy that they're fighting and, like, happy that, like, they their, their ire is more towards uh, Jennings and the AG's office. And so they're just going to sort of not publicly support, you know, the auditor, but are happy that the other side is anti-DOJ or anti-DOJ, at least from a political standpoint. And so they just kind of let that ride. And so based on that, you know, if I mean, we call these Kathy V. Kathy. Because I think from a Delaware Way perspective, that's how that's how like politicos look at it. And if that's the case, I don't see any Republican saying like, I'm going to side with Kathy Jennings over over Kathy McGinnis. We're back. Uh, we have a little bit of, uh, of extra stuff for you. We're going to give you a little bit of our perspective. Uh, what we did, why we did it, what happened, all of it. So, um, Bill, do you want to you
1: kick off? You want to kick off of, of, of uh, sort of behind the scenes of the bits? Definitely. So I'm going back in time. It's Thursday, June 30th, 2022. We're in Dover, and it's as busy as I've ever seen it before. There's uh, some tents being set up. Earlier in the day, I even debated throwing my uh, small grill in the car for later on that afternoon. So, yeah, you got the last legislative session day of the year. You got Kathy, everyone on pins and needles over in the courthouse. And, you know, it was just a beautiful summer day. It was.
0: I mean, I wore, my, uh, I wore my seersucker suit with my pink tie, as I said I would. I uh, got a little photo, I got a professional photo from, uh, from Jerry, Photog Jerry. And, you know, it was, it, we didn't know what was going to go down. We, uh, we went into the courtroom. We heard both closing arguments pretty quick, as, as we thought they would be. And then it was lunchtime. And what was weird about that day was, as you said, it was the thir- it was a Thursday. It was the last day of the legislative session. So we had a lot of comrades and friends from the Working Families Party. And we go to just to chill out and sort of wait for the verdict. <clears throat> well, at about, I guess, right at 430, we were in the Dover Library. And we get an email from... Sean O'Sullivan, and it's like the judge has dismissed the jury for the day. They're coming back in at nine thirty tomorrow. So they're like, "Fuck, nothing else to do." So what do we do? Well, we're gonna go over to Leg Hall. We're gonna see what's going on over there—the last day of the legislative hall. We've never been there for that.
1: On the way over, Rob, did we uh, chuckle to ourselves about you know maybe some things we heard in closing arguments, like when uh, Mr. Steve Wood said. Uh, Earth to Dan Hamilton, it's not 1940 anymore. <laughs> we, I think we were... Oh, man, I probably said that 10 times that day. <laughs> that was, uh, well, the big thing was, anytime you have a lunch
0: now, lunch, it's a Dan Hamilton lunch. Yeah. that's If you guys have been following, one of the things Dan <laughs> Hamilton got in, in trouble for in the uh, Office of Auditor of Accounts was uh, yeah, he bought a, 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 somebody lunch their last day and then invited people to come have lunch. And so every... Sort of uh, every sort of group lunch where like somebody's birthday, uh, or like the when the jury gets lunch
1: is now a a a Dan Hamilton commemorative lunch. Hey, congratulations, Mister Chesapeake Utilities. Right, right. They're scooping up everyone. <laughs> so, uh, so we go on. We go to Leg Hall. Carl
0: passes out uh, working families party T-shirts. I have a Working Families Party t-shirt. I would like one of these because mine has white letters. These had orange letters. I kind of would want one of these, but I was wearing a, a very fine suit, and I was not going to put a t-shirt on over it. But what we did do, or at least what I did, was ate a huge mushroom cap uh, before before we went over to Leg Hall. So Leg Hall, on the last day of the session, is a, is a very very evil place, very dark place. The vibes, the vibes are bad. I mean, even Carl, who, like, lives for this stuff, where, like, lobbyists and aides are darting around and we have to get through the agenda, because Carl knows. But even you know, Carl, you must know. It's a very evil place. The vibes are
2: extremely bad. Oh, it's one of the worst places in existence. I just happen to enjoy it quite a bit. I was in it basically alone
1: the other day, and it's pretty beautiful when it's when there's peace and quiet, but complete chaos when, you know, especially the last day of the session. Uh, Rob, I think I mentioned you a number of times, I feel like I'm in a casino right now. I don't know what time of day it is.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> before we get to the next day, let me just finish out this day, because... <clears throat> I, I I wasn't sure how the psilocybin was gonna hit, and it did hit. And uh, so we're we're walking out of the of Leg Hall and, and we see in the lobby there uh, Medina and Eric Morrison and some of our uh, working families party comrades, and Medina's like, let's get a let's get a photo. So I'm like, Okay. Uh, and so we get a big photo there, and as we're getting a photo, like this lobbyist from the AARP like, just makes a weird face at us, like he's trying to be funny. And literally, I was tripping balls on mushrooms. And I I looked at him, and I was like, I see what you're doing, and I'm, like, I'm not mad, but you gotta get the fuck out of my face. And he just kind of moved to the side. (laughs) There's, there's just the lobbyist there, everything that was there was extremely upsetting. Uh, And having a psychedelic experience was the only, really the only way you should, do it in my opinion Friday so we don't stay Thursday night a lot of our friends they go out to eat Again, apparently the house stayed there to do a circle jerk till 2 o'clock in the morning whatever they do Friday we decide to hang
1: out on the green and wait for this verdict yeah we get to wake up a little bit later my uh, characteristic ten-minute delay is not such a big deal this time, but then in the back of my head, I'm like, "The jury's going to announce the verdict right away, aren't they? Aren't they?" Well, my thing was, as we were going down, I was like, "Look, they
0: got dismissed last night. They're at least going to deliberate for an hour. That's ten thirty. They cannot. There's no way in hell they can they can read this verdict in the courtroom before eleven a.m." But, uh, the, but all the way down there, I was like, are they going to read this verdict? <laughs> so we we picked out some snacks. Uh, we picked up some beers. We had coffee. And we just post up on the green about 1030. Uh, our friend from Delaware Liberal, uh, Jason Scott, turned up, just yeah. chat with us for a bit. Yeah, it was very cool seeing him. And uh, he, he steps away. And literally within two minutes of him stepping away, we see some friends come over. And uh, it's... <laughs> fake friends, <laughs> frenemies. It's uh it's it's uh Liz Vasilikos and uh Andrina Ad, Ad, uh, Bird. And so we're just talking to them and they were real cool. Uh, again, it was like we appreciate what you guys are doing. You're just getting the information out there. It's funny you're not, you know, taking sides, whatever. That's cool. And we had a nice convo. We're having a conversation with them. They ch- they they laughed at us because Again, they got they got razzled dazzled by the Gonzo stuff because I said something about having brunch on the green, and like we literally had like a a, like a twelve pack of uh, of Takate beer, some some ginger ale, and like a bag of chips. That was it. And they made fun of us because they thought they wanted like a white tablecloth, like avocado toast or some bullshit. And they were
1: dressed up too.
0: They were ready. Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, everybody was, everybody was ready to roll. So we're talking to them, and and, and our friend uh, Lex Wilson from the News Journal comes out and sits on the bench with us. He was in the Leg Hall press room waiting for the verdict, like everybody. Uh, He was there with the photographer, uh, Jerry Habraken, our our boy. Um, And so we're just out there. You know, five minutes goes by, ten minutes goes by, I'm checking my phone. All of a sudden, Lex Wilson, as Bill alluded to, yells out, there's a verdict. And I turn over and he's vaulting over this park bench. Four cartwheels. And it was incredible what he did. And again, he's very agile. He's a biker. He does uh, roller skating. He he knows what to do. He's running across the green. I'm like, why are you running? He's like, I have to tell Jerry. And he's running <laughs> to tell Jerry. So we just pack up. And as we're packing up, uh Andrina and uh, Liz are like Come. visibly anxious. They're anxious, <laughs> and so Bill says, uh, "Are you coming to the courtroom to hear the verdict?" They're like, "Absolutely not. I can't do it." Um, uh, they said, uh, "Come meet us at this bar, Frazier's. It's right over there. You know, down the street by the by the library where we were the night before." I'm like, "We can definitely find that. We're good." And so we go into, hear the verdict. <clears throat> we hear the verdict. I just told that story. The really the funny thing that happened is once we walked out of the courtroom, we're oh, all yeah. kind of like, great. we're all kind of like decompressing. There's like a, uh, you know, you can, you can look down. It's like a mezzanine, so you can look down into the lobby. And Bill and I are talking, and I feel this tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and who who's there? But our boy. Uh, ex Newcastle County officer SWAT. He does he he he's familiar with SWAT. SWAT like techniques. SWAT like techniques. He's an investigator for the DOJ, Frank Robinson. He taps me on the shoulder, I turn around and he looks at me and he says, you know that that Hall of Fame thing, the MVP in both leagues? It's extremely funny. <laughs> I was like, you know what, bud? My last name's Vanilla, so I understand like plays on word. Like I, I understand you probably hear that a lot. He was like, no, I really appreciate it. The funny thing is, there was another cop with him who was like his hype man. So yeah, I'm talking to him. He's and
1: a Buck he, Showalter He's he, a
0: Buck Showalter type. He's like this. He's like, never, never in 30 years has this guy ever been called out like that in court. Never has he been questioned. Never. And I'm like, we're trying to talk about Frank Robinson, Great Oil and yeah. Red. And here <laughs> you are trying to shout out Frank. But it was pretty funny. We had that moment.
1: Yeah, Frank, the- uh, Frank was riding high. I bet he... He uh, had a massive sigh of relief upon that uh, <laughs> verdict overall. But he also said something pretty great on that way out, Rob. He said, uh, you guys are pretty funny. You're like Saturday Night Live, but for the trial. <laughs> that, that is what he said. And,
0: and, you know, coming from a Hall of Famer, yeah, I appreciated that. Thank you. Look, uh, you know, you looked at the Excel spreadsheet, and you fucked up. Look. I, I nobody thinks you did it on purpose. We don't like cops. It's just our it's a star way, um, but you know it was all in good fun. And and I definitely again, I I I I was there every day. You did not do that on purpose. You just you just fucked up. It's fine. <laughs> no one cares. It's yeah. perfectly fine. So we walk out, uh, and and we get like confirmation from uh, Mark, uh from Mark Denny and from Steve Wood, that, they're, that they will speak outside. Uh, Mark basically said, like, I can't say too much. We're going to release a statement through Matt Marshall, through the office. But everybody's been really good. That's great. And a little aside here. Jerry took a great photo of um, Maria Knoll and Mark Denny walking out of the court. Complete uh, Nicole Mosey erasure. She was not able to attend the verdict because she was in court for another matter. And so there was a third prosecutor that did not get the proper uh, due. And complete poor shit. Unbelievable. So uh, so we go outside and we listen to the, the little press conference there. Uh, it was ridiculous. Um, Kathy said, you know, she's happy about getting convicted of three misdemeanors because people will know that there's a Delaware Auditor. Um, they're going through, that's a mistrial. It's a total, uh, you know, it's a, it's a total political hit job, which we covered in the body of this. I, you know, again, I'm not saying it's not political
1: because I think everything's political, but I mean, Jesus fucking Christ, (laughs) relax a little bit. Uh, Uh, (laughs) Kathy also mentioned that, uh, if she could do it over again, she would hire people who are better at paperwork, which was total, you know, uh, (laughs) She's not taking any ownership over this job that she runs. No. This office that she runs. No, it was it was it was, it was pretty sad actually. Um, and it was also funny that uh, upon the conclusion of the press conference, she indicated Sailor and her were going to go back to the office to get some work done.
0: Yeah, they they work in the Townsend building, ah. which is right across the green. You can see it from the steps of. The, so you know, you think when you saw the photo in the paper, when she said that she was kind of being hyperbolic. You actually can see the building that the auditor's office is in from those steps. So she literally did go back to work um, after that. So weirdo stuff. So. <clears throat> We'll take you back a few minutes. Our friends uh, invited us to the bar after the verdict. And, I mean, who are we to turn down,
1: you know, an invite? That's what we're doing. We were promised, like, a free wrap or sandwich.
2: Yes. And you salad. Got,
1: you got two beers out of it, I think. I'm gonna be honest with you. I You're think Biden I drank three beers. I think I drank yeah, three yeah. beers. <laughs> Bill,
0: because he's our chief legal correspondent, he only drank iced tea. But you got a burger, though, didn't you? I got a chicken wrap. You got a burger.
1: Yeah, that's right. You hit a burger. I did. No, that was good.
0: The best part is we walk in, and uh, we see that there's, like, a back patio. It's on the lake there, you know. We're like, ah, they're probably on the back patio. We go back there. Well, it's not <laughs> It's <laughs> And <laughs> Plus, uh, was her name it was on the end there. The cr- See, I don't have my notes here. I'm sorry. There's so many people. I, I apologize for from we were sitting across from uh um uh, all this is going to be beeped down anyway, so it doesn't even. matter. It's <laughs> saying this is going to be one long one long fucking beep. Um and so yeah, we had a long conversation with um with eight of 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 the whistleblowers, and and again, I- I'm not. Uh, trying to take sides We have to live this life Because we're gonzo journalists We have to be there We have to do this um, You know If you don't understand Why we're doing it You know I'm sorry um, But we got a lot of uh, A lot of dirt A lot of A lot of info And It I mean What was your take on it? Walking in there And being like We're gonna get We're gonna get We're gonna get info
1: Yeah I mean It was I mean surreal I think I, You know I'm hesitant to talk about this too much, but just the the things we talked about, Rob, like, are we uh, ingratiating our way into this trial? You know, you know, just for listeners, uh, uh, for listeners to know, you know, both uh, sides council basically told us that they were listening to the podcast, perhaps even enjoying it. So, you know, I never wanted us to feel like we were uh becoming a character in this thing that's actually very serious and right? is impacting people's lives and paychecks. Uh but yeah, meeting meeting up with the whistleblowers was awesome. You know, I just mentioned to Carl that, you know, I think we could have sat there for 5 or 6 hours and uh, you know, just kept ordering apps and and just trying to one up the the previous story. It's kind of neat because like our our crew of sort of kathy fans like we've kind of got our like dropbox folder of memes or whatever and then we're going to be sharing it's going to be like um you know uh when you're a kid and you you like have like a pen pal from another school another state from another country so we're going to be exchanging kathy memes rare kathys as they're sometimes called so i'm really looking forward to that i think we you know uh we will stay in touch because this is one thing that I didn't mention earlier in the show, but you know, uh, what was it that, that Steve Wood would say? He would say unindicted misconduct. I wonder if there's more unindicted misconduct down the road that will soon be indicted conduct. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's out there. It's it. I mean, it's (laughs) definitely out there
0: and uh, I'll just say this. I, I really appreciated meeting everybody. Uh, I, I, I have a lot of respect for people who stand up in the face of that. Um, again, one thing that I, I don't think is a secret, so I think we can just say because I kind of alluded to it earlier, but I felt that way before I knew it. Um, you know this group of people did have to take a risk. It showed a lot of courage to be like, e- even if they were even if if you don't think even if you think they overreacted they saw stuff that they didn't like that looked a little fishy they were getting treated very poorly turnover was bad the the auditor looked like she had a weird agenda that people didn't understand and these are state employees and so i really appreciate what they did um they had a they had a close relationship obviously with the doj they're friends with with mark denny and uh, Again, I think Mark was a nice guy, but on the other hand, this is the guy who says that uh, cops that uh, shoot people uh, didn't do anything wrong. He's in charge of that, and so I, I can I can say that he was a, he was a nice fellow while we covered the trial, and he seems like a a nice enough guy, and and he, he certainly did uh, did all the whistleblowers right by making a, a good case uh, for them and sticking up for them, which I think is great. Um, but he's also the guy that says you know. Uh, you know, Lamon Moses wasn't murdered. Right. So, you know, you know what? Uh, you did a good job, but on the other thing, it, go fuck yourself. For real. Like, that's fucked up. And so, just know that we're coming at it from all different angles. Maybe you have to beep that out. I don't know. But I was, I, I did, that hit me uh, like a couple days afterwards. Yeah. Um. Have. And again, I I I don't I don't think any of this is personal. I don't think that about Kathy or Mark Denny or Frank Robinson or anybody's family or the whistleblowers or anybody. With Marty, it's personal, but it's all positive. Oh, with Marty, it's personal because he's the best. I mean, yeah. he's great. Oh, yeah. That's 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 yeah. There's
1: no question about that. Yeah, I guess uh, just to finish up, maybe on how you you're. I think what you were saying, kind of emotionally back there, Rob, was like. The whistleblowers, they must feel some relief or satisfaction right now with how things went. Uh, You know, I think maybe we could talk about, if if you do want to talk about Delaware Way stuff today, we could maybe swing the verdict into that conversation. But what message does it send that, you know, she was acquitted on count five? You know, the whistleblower count, essentially. You know, Um, I think some at our our luncheon uh, expressed, like, just skepticism. It's like, what's this going to say to other state employees next time? you know, they're being mistreated or their office is being run uh, like a zoo.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I I, I agree with you. As I said before, it kind of ties into what I said when we were just talking about the verdict. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing because I think one of the things that came out in the trial is that she was a, a sort of a, a, an egomaniacal, cruel boss. You know, she had a, Sort of a political agenda. And she was going to like. Basically spy on people. Uh, and treat workers. Kind of in a bad way. Um, but again. Like I, I don't know. As we said at the, at the lunch. I, 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 I don't know whether. I don't know who else does that. I don't know how to control that. Especially with like elected officials. Like if if you were. If you're elected. And you are a bad person there's really no recourse for anybody (laughs) like you're in that job and it's it's not against the law to be
1: a a a a sort of an egomaniacal opportunist yeah i mean it's pretty much death disability or any of those other convoluted options i discussed before you know that's pretty much how you would get out yeah um yeah
0: yeah and again i I don't even I don't necessarily have a problem with deciding that the office can do more. And even if you decide the office can do more for purely selfish political reasons. But you're like good at it, well, okay. You know what I mean? Like, or you 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 foster this sort of environment of uh competency or some sort of a spear decor or whatever, okay, but you can't, I mean, this is fucking Mickey Mouse, I mean, we sat through three weeks of a trial, all I can think is that the fact of the matter is, I have no personal animus towards Kathy McGinnis if she wants to go, like I said, go back to Rehoboth and do whatever she wants, or Steve is like a riverboat captain, which is completely dope, have
1: we ever talked about that? No, I don't even. Know. I think Steve it's even cooler Guinness. than riverboat. It's uh, it's like a he's like he's it's a, like those planes that like a that can like land in the water. Oh, I thought. See, I thought he was
0: on a boat and he was like a like in the harbor. He knew how to bring big ships in. I thought he was like more boat, but whatever I mean, he does, know, I'm gonna add to the lore and say yes, he does both. I don't know. That's uh, just <laughs> shout out to Steve uh, McGinnis. That's incredibly dope. Uh, either one or both doesn't matter. It's, I heard you were a riverboat captain. That's great. Uh, but, like, uh, Kathy's not cut out for this. You know, uh, it's like some cross between, like, uh, the Kardashians and Trump or something. Like, just, it's not it's not working
1: for us. And, you know, I'm sorry, but we can't have it. Right. And that. So, what do you think? So, checking the dipstick on Kathy and sort of broader Team Kathy right now. I mean, here's, here's what I've just observed kind of over the long weekend. You know, we're back to sort of regularly scheduled via buffer posts about, uh, you know, school district audits and holiday JPEGs and things like that. Um, one of her very senior, I guess, deputy employees has on her social media been personally going after Attorney General Jennings and some legislators. Uh, then there's been sort of a, a number of, parody accounts kind of pop up out of nowhere to, um, you know, I guess to sort of lampoon the DOJ here. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of this weird business as usual, you know, we're back to auditing, we're back to, uh, to posting about it, but, um, it's gotta be, it's gotta be a stressful time in, in Kathy land right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, we, we met,
0: uh, some, some folks, uh, who, You know, kind of still work in the office, but weren't sort of, weren't part of this saga, this trial. And yeah, I mean, I can't imagine, I guess you just do your job. Like, I worked in corporate America for a long time. I thought a lot of different things about all the bosses I had. But if I had to, like, update a spreadsheet and, like, send it on for a meeting on Thursday, I'll just do that. Like, I highlight them. I'm like, oh, here's the three highlights. I put it in a pivot table so you guys can do the thing. Like, you know, you just do that. And so, yeah, I mean, I wonder what that dynamic is. Because the, the the only difference between what I did and that is that person, your boss, is like an elected political official. And so that just adds a whole sort of thing to it. I don't know. I don't know. Here's all I'll say. I'm going to give you the last word, and then I'm going to tell everybody what we're going to do uh, moving forward with this story and other things. Perfect. So what is your last thought
1: about this experience that we did? Phew. Um, That's a great question. Uh, This has been a lot of fun and, like, a seriously... uh seriously enjoyable time for me. I never wanted the other reporters who uh, sat alongside us for a number of weeks to kind of resent our presence there. And I don't think anyone did. Actually, it was great to get to know pretty much all of them throughout the course of the trial. Um, and Rob, you know, as you know, I think I've, I've been at the spring and summer, a, a hinge point, if you will, in sort of my life and uh, kind of taking a pause on things. And this was th- th- this trial coverage um, is sort of easing me back into you know what i 'd like to do for the rest of my life so in that sense you know from a personal standpoint it was really cool It was cool you know the drive to Dover do, did, did suck it's about 15 20 minutes too long each way but uh, it was a real pleasure to get to know you better those trips uh, up and down the state I completely
0: agree and so i 'll tell everybody one last story <clears throat> So at the end of the day we leave the luncheon. I need to get picked up by Nurse Susan to go uh, down to the Eastern Shore uh, to hang out with our grandkids. Bill needs to go home. It's about three 4, thirty 4 p.m. I get a text message from Lex Wilson. News Journal's own. Gumboy. Boy. He is in... Press room of Leg Hall. He says, With Jerry, bring beer. Now, we had beer from the green because we weren't there as long as we thought we were going to be. So, Bill and I walk over to Leg Hall. It's completely empty. It's beautiful because it's just like a nice building. I put my duffel bag for the weekend, my messenger bag, and a backpack cooler stuffed with beer through the uh, thing, through the metal detector. Got my press badge on, you know, whatever. I work for the, I'm, I'm credentialed. The state cop goes, uh, hey, you got a lot of cans in there. I said, going to the beach later. It's like, I have a good one. Took it all out. We walked down to the press room. Jerry's gone, unfortunately. But who do we find in the press room? Lex Wilson and Randall Chase of the Associated Press. And they're just, you know, they're trying to get Cicola on the line to make a statement. They're, they're trying to, you know. Of course, we haven't gotten anywhere in a week, but they're, they're trying. They're, tra- they're, they're tracking down people to see who's going to make what statement. So Bill's like, I got to get out of here. So Bill fucking s- splits. That's what he did. And I said, uh, you guys want to drink? I was like, we're going to start drinking. And so Randall Chase. Lex Wilson and I in the press room of Legislative Hall had a few ice cold Takati Brewski's and we and we just, you know, we just talked about our, our, our experience. It was it was really fun. Uh I, I I got picked up about a half hour after that and just it was it was kind of cool like walking out of Leg Hall with like no one there with like my cooler and like a duffel bag. And I'm just like, take me to the beach after this. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a fun time. And you know what? I'm sure that going forward, if if there are, if there are sentencing hearings, if there are Supreme Court arguments, if we have to go see, you know, what if we see a reprieve of Marty and Steve Wood in Delaware Supreme Court? It's incredible. That would rule. I we. For that, we're getting a sketch artist. Yes, we're hiring. So you know what? Highlandsbunker <laughs> at gmail. patreon com. <laughs> Go to Patreon. Hit us up on Highlandsbunker at gmail dot com. We're gonna need a sketch artist if this goes. If any of this goes to the Supreme Court, let us know. We have a little bit of money now because of all of you beautiful patrons that have hit us up. Uh, we can. Pe- we'll get a sketch artist. We need it. So before we go for uh, for everyone for the public thing, I do want to mention. Um, the Working Families Party has endorsed four candidates for the state legislature. They just did it this week. I'm going to let uh, Carl not only go through the candidates, where they're running, but also a way you can get involved for each candidate. I will tell you that three of these candidates are veterans of the Highlands Bunker podcast. You can go back and listen to them. One of these candidates is going to be coming in Soon, and we can get her full story. So, Carl, go.
2: All right. So, with the Working Families Party, uh beyond obviously re endorsing incumbents, some of which we've done officially, some of which we'll probably be doing in a little bit, um, we have endorsed four new candidates uh, who are running this year. So, the first is Becca Cotto, who has been in a, a few times now at this point. So, she's running in RD6 against Deb Heffernan, who uh, Has generally been a solid leadership supporter, uh, sort of like a typical liberal, but not really standing up on a lot of stuff until suddenly she got a primary challenger and she's a co-sponsor and everything. Um, She's not the worst person in the world, but uh, helped kill an environmental bill this year, which was really upsetting uh, because she helped pull it when the governor pulled it. A whole lot of stuff going on there, but Becca's great. She's been doing this for the last six or seven years. She's lived in that area her whole life. Um, she's really here to fight and really here to get stuff done. So, yeah. Uh, that's like Edgemoor, uh, Belfont, Carcroft, that area. Uh, and then for Deshawn O'Neill, she is the second person we endorse. She's running against Larry Mitchell, who is the majority whip. He's another retired cop, retired cop guy. He helped kill Bill of Wright for people experiencing homelessness. He's one of the anti-Leobor people, or pro Leoboard people, I should say. Um uh, so he is not good and Deshauna is great. So she got involved in activism cause her daughter came out as trans, uh, for people who know Trindy Neal, uh, she's sort of well known in the Delaware community and she, that's how she started her activism, but she's been doing really good stuff before and after that. Uh, and so she's running in Ellesmere, a little bit in Newport, a little bit of Wilmington. Uh, then we have Sophie Phillips, who uh, is our most recent podcast uh, guest, which was, um, so yeah, she's running RD-18 to replace Dave Bentz, uh, the guy she's running against. He's a sort of Delaware Way pro-fossil fuel guy, uh, and she is environmental uh, justice advocate. She's former Miss Delaware. She's great on the doors. She's great getting people. She has one of the biggest teams I've ever seen in a local campaign. Uh, and yeah, she's running a really good race. And then last but not least, we got Cindy Romer, who is running to replace John Kowalko, our favorite, I think our favorite representative Uh, and he actually, she actually has his endorsement. Uh, so she's running to do a lot of the same stuff that he's doing, uh, justice on every front, social justice, economic justice, all that stuff. She actually just recently got a primary challenger who is on the board of New York charter school. So there's some reaction there that they're going to be pushing back against her, but she is great. Um, she's someone who got involved. Uh, she was someone who was in our sock for a little bit. That's not where she got started, but she was hanging out in our sock a little bit. She's doing police reform stuff. Uh, and then decided when Qualc retired that someone had stepped up, and that person ended up being her. Uh, so they're all great, uh, and you can reach out to all of them individually. We'll have that information in the show notes, but also you can uh, help them all out at once. So we're going to have a shared link that you can donate to all of them at once. And then on the D P side, we're going to be doing some joint canvases, some joint phone banks, uh, where we'll be going out as a group. And plugging into what they're already working on, making sure that we're providing as much value add there as possible, and make sure they're talking to all the voters that they need to, because this is a lot of conversations. Redistricting really screwed up the timeline for a lot of people, uh, but we're really excited to get out on the doors for everybody and get a lot of new good champions in there for next year.
0: Everybody saw what the Working Families Party did the last go-around. There's going to be tons of stuff scheduled. You can meet the candidates. You can go out on canvases. Uh, you can make a big difference. You know, all we're looking to do is help the most people that we can and think about the environment and, and think about, you know, think about running this not for connected, rich people. Think about running this state for, like, everyone. And, uh, you know, I really just urge people to, to look into this. Um, you know that, <clears throat> you know, I know three of these people personally. I haven't met uh, Cindy yet, but... Uh, that'll be happening soon and uh yeah i mean now's the time i don't know what else to what else to say um uh we make a lot of fun of it um but we can actually um we can make leg hall something that isn't a den of fucking vipers and 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 some of the fucking biggest nerds you know Um uh, nerds for capital we can actually make it something different um so consider it other than that we're gonna keep billing bits I mean I don't see any reason not to
1: can't can't stop
0: can't stop won't stop
1: and Rob uh, it's been a real pleasure uh, sharing my intellectual knowledge with your fans these past few weeks I hope I'll be back someday
0: hashtag intellectual knowledge that's right left is best